0: Welcome to another edition of The Brand Called You. Today, I have a very, very ac- accomplished professional, Rajinder Kumar Suri with us. Rajendra, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Mr. Gur. Thank you for inviting for this Thank show. You.
0: Rajinder is a, a Master of Science in Biochemistry. He's from IAM Bangalore. He's worked with Max India, with Sanofi Pasture India, and he's currently the CEO of Biologicals of Panacea Biotech Limited, and he's a vaccine specialist. So Rajinder, tell me a little bit about your early career.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, Actually, I started, uh, first, let me tell you, uh, I belong to Chamba, a small town, very beautiful town in Himachal Pradesh. I was born and brought up there Mm -hmm. and had my early education there up to Mm pre-medical. And then I moved to Punjab University Chandigarh, where I did my B.Sc. Honours School in Biochemistry and then M.Sc. Honours School. And fortunately, I was awarded the gold medal there. So thereafter I was picked up by Lupin uh, in 1978 and I joined Lupin Laboratories with Kashmir as a headquarter uh, as a medical representative and uh, I continued there and within three years I was promoted as area sales manager based at Bangalore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once again you know within uh, I was in charge for uh, entire state of Karnataka And within three years, again, I was elevated as regional sales manager for South, based at Chennai. Wherein I started uh, two offices, one in Chennai, the regional office, and again in Bangalore. So I moved back to Bangalore as, again, regional manager. And uh, realizing uh, my potential probably, and also my educational qualifications, uh, the then chief of marketing and sales, Mr. Sapre, who is also one of my mentors, uh, he elevated me to the position of All India Sales Manager for a newly created division that is Lupin Biotechnology Division, Mm -hmm. Lupin Biotech. So I moved to Bombay as a Sales Manager and we launched this new division. This was uh, a great learning, I must say, because it was a new opportunity to get into a newer market segment and also understand different dynamics of the market. Mm So we were working more like a uh, you know startup company and not only that we were interacting with various uh, stakeholders but also got the opportunity to go uh, abroad and interact with foreign companies wherein we uh, imported several products from them. So it was an international exposure for the first time. So thereafter I um, came to Delhi and I had a chance to interact with Bhai Analjit Singh. And I was deeply impressed with his immaculate sense of very meticulous uh, detail, going to find details. And uh, I was inspired to join Max India. Uh, I was uh, taken as a general manager, marketing and sales uh, for a new division. Uh, However, within a very short span of time, I was asked, uh, rather assigned to take over uh, Max Pharma, sales and marketing which was at that time facing certain challenges. So, uh, you know, I was given this assignment and I must say that this was again, a a very good exposure, uh, wherein a lot of new challenges uh, in the marketplace were faced and we successfully resolved and uh, overcame those Mm -hmm. and came to uh, a leading position. It was at that time that I had the opportunity to launch three international brands from uh, an American company Upjohn, and we established these three. So I'd like to move a little bit to vaccination
0: because of the limited time we have. Certainly,
1: certainly. So uh, from there I moved to uh, Sanofi pasture which is uh, uh, the world's largest vaccine company as you know. And uh, I joined them as uh, director of marketing and sales and uh, uh, in fact I was employee number 0001 so I had the opportunity to create this uh, division in India uh, and then I was elevated as a uh, 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 director on the board of directors of Sanofi Pasteur in uh, uh, 2004. Mm-hmm. So it has been a, a great journey uh, launching the uh, uh, vaccine division of uh, Sanofi Pasteur in India and we created several new brands in India, in even certain new concepts I would say, mm-hmm. like cellular vaccine Uh, A-cellular pertussis vaccine, Hib, which was uh, for the first time in the country that Haemophilus influenza type B was Mm -hmm. launched and then IPV, the inactivated polio vaccine. So these are certain concepts and we introduced two more concepts first time again in the country, which was pro-pharmacy that was direct to the customer. So from the cold chain, from the chambers of the company the products were being delivered directly to the doctors in their refrigerators.
0: And then when did you move to Panacea?
1: Uh, Well, uh, uh, it was in 2007 because Mm -hmm. almost 11 years I worked with uh, Sanofi Pasture and then in 2007, uh, I was invited to join Panacea Biotech and uh, I was elevated as chief executive biologicals uh, with uh, plants, uh, manufacturing plants as also end-to-end responsibility from R&D to market. So tell me a little bit
0: about uh, your work at Biologicals.
1: Yes, uh, so uh, in terms of uh, Panacea Biotech, uh, you know, uh, we are a company which is dedicated to research, Mm -hmm. uh, manufacturing, development and marketing of uh, uh, vaccines as also the pharmaceutical products and also oncology range Mm -hmm. of products. So I am focusing more on the Biologicals, including vaccines. So we have a range of uh, vaccines, and in fact, I'm, I'm glad to share with you that Panacea was the company which uh, helped eradicate uh, or rather eliminate polio from India. We had uh, manufactured and supplied over 10 billion doses of oral polio vaccine Amazing. to not only government of India, but also UN agencies. And uh, uh, in 2017, we introduced a, again a novel concept a hexavalent vaccine, fully liquid hexavalent vaccine Mm -hmm. uh, for the benefit of millions of children world over. Okay, wonderful.
0: So, you know, you define your role as customer backward thinking and end-to-end vision. Help me understand this.
1: Yeah, uh, I think you know better that uh, uh, ultimately what we need to understand is the needs and aspirations of the customers. What are they really seeking? Correct. So we are basically uh, going to the customers, understanding their requirements, their needs and aspirations, and then uh, you know going to R&D to develop those kind of products. And this is one example of hexavalent vaccine, which was coming from the customers that what kind of uh, benefits it should offer, that there are six antigens combined in one vaccine and it uh, avoids several pricks to the small baby. Mm. So this was, uh, so right from the R&D, to going to the manufacturing and then uh, taking it to the market. Again understanding customer dynamics, uh, the pricing strategies uh, because pricing as you know is one of the key uh, element of the profitability. So ultimately it is end-to-end vision that we are looking at. Wonderful.
0: So uh, Rajinda, you, uh, you've been on the board of Gavi and uh, you've uh, worked closely with Gavi. Tell me a little bit about what does Gavi do?
1: Uh, Well, yes, I have been on the PPC, that is the policy and planning committee of Gavi uh, which is recommending the decisions to the Gavi board for the board to take the decisions finally. Uh, So I was there for almost four years. And uh, uh, today when I speak, uh, I am not representing Gavi, no, so I must clarify that these are my personal... No, no, I have
0: served on the Gavi board for eight years. Yes, so I understand This that. is not an official discussion of yes, Gavi at all. I, I exactly. I just want to talk to you about vaccination.
1: Yes. So uh, Gavi was created, as you know, uh, was created in 2000. And uh, this is an uh, international alliance of uh, various bodies mm. which are coming together, both private and public sector together mm. for the benefits of millions of children in terms of immunization. Okay. So it is basically making uh, vaccine or the immunization affordable okay. to millions of children in developing countries. Okay.
0: So tell me, you know, um, let's talk a little bit about vaccination because thousands and thousands of people will listen to you and me talking. Um, and I was speaking to someone earlier okay. and large parts of India still have significant amount of children who are not fully vaccinated. Yes. Why is vaccination important for children?
1: Well, I think it's a very good uh, uh, question and a very interesting one mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, I must say that, uh, you know, vaccination is one of the uh, most critical things for the protection of children okay. from infectious diseases. These are called vaccine-preventable diseases. And And which are these diseases? There are several. For example, I just named a few, like Mm. polio is one of them, which is a crippling disease, and uh, several children had been suffering from polio. So, hemophilus influenza type B, Mm. Hib, is one of the infections. Hepatitis B is another example. Diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis. There are several uh, antigens or diseases which can uh, have... Uh, very high toll on Mm -hmm. children, uh, mortality and morbidity. And therefore to avoid these, we are basically going for vaccinations. Mm -hmm. So vaccines basically act as, uh, you know, these like a training program for the body. And they, when they are administered, they create, uh, there is something called lymphocytes. Uh, So they create the immune system, they stimulate the immune system, they make antibodies against antigens, which are the foreign elements which can enter the body. And these are basically viruses and bacteria. So vaccines are protecting against these viruses and bacteria.
0: Wonderful. So, you know, um, India is a big player in vaccines and India is often called the vaccine supplier to the world. Yes. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, Wes, I fully agree with you because Indian industry has come a long way Uh, Today, for example, uh, Indian um, vaccine industry is supplying over 60% of United Nations' uh, uh, demand for vaccines. And uh, we are uh, one of the largest suppliers of uh, the vaccines in the world today. So uh, it is not only the quantity, but also the quality of vaccines, which is being ensured by the Indian companies today. And, uh, uh, you know, particularly, I would say that there is a lot of research and innovation happening now. So, a lot of innovative vaccines are also being introduced, which is a step further in this direction. Correct.
0: And uh, in the world, uh, what are some of the uh, so called hotspots where vaccination is still a challenge? Uh, and f- if this is a politically incorrect statement, please say so.
1: No, no. Uh, I think you're right, absolutely. Because Even in India, as you earlier said, uh, you know, uh, some of the children are still deprived of vaccines because the vaccination, uh, you know, 100% successful uh, vaccination to all the children is around uh, Mm 65-67%. So that means still one third of the children are not immunized completely. Uh, Not that they are not immunized, but they are not immunized completely. completely. So, uh, but there is a tremendous effort which has been taken up by Government of India in 2014, uh, under the uh, name of Indra Dhanush. And this uh, scheme has been now intensified uh, in December of 2019. And the target is to reach uh, 90% of coverage by end of
0: 2020. Okay. And tell me what goes into developing a new vaccine? What kind of effort is, has to be put in,
1: uh, well, how uh, much time could it take? Uh, I think it's a, again a very interesting question. It's a, it's a very uh, complicated, uh, very complex uh, way to manufacture vaccines. First of all, you need to identify the disease burden. You need to identify which are the right strains yeah. of uh, those organisms which could be effective to deliver mm. and produce uh, and, you know, screening of these uh, uh, strains and then taking them to the vaccine uh, uh, development process, it's a huge long process. Uh, it can take minimum uh, 8 to 10 years for any vaccine to be developed. Mm. If it is a, uh, I would say, me too vaccine. So if it's an innovative vaccine, it can even go up to 20 years. Like for example, malaria mm. or HIV, which is taking for Measles, measles yeah. yes. Measles has been there for a long time now. So now measles and rubella has been combined together as the MR vaccine, mm-hmm. which is already introduced in the Indian EPL. So
0: a related question, uh, you know, we've got this big challenge of the new coronavirus. And everyone's saying that in six months we'll have a new vaccine. How will that happen?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, uh, some of these uh, vaccines which are, uh, you know, life-threatening and suddenly are emerging as a, uh, international threat to the whole world. Mm-hmm. A lot of labs are working against this coronavirus today, which is an uh, coronavirus vaccine. Uh, so in Australia, in US and in China mm-hmm. itself, uh, some of the labs are working, but this will be on an expedited uh, development. It will not be fully tested for safety and efficacy, which is a long-drawn process. So it would be probably taking a few months to introduce a vaccine just to protect uh, people who are going to be impacted, but then the safety aspect of it will have and, to be and established. And certification one will take a long will time. Will take much longer time, the registration, the regulatory processes. But on a expedited uh, uh, emergency authorization use, mm-hmm. the vaccines can be taken up earlier. And one last question
0: on vaccines before I move to another part of the show, which is that, you know, we've often said that our bodies tend to get resistant to an antibiotic strain or to any other kind of medicines. Does the same thing happen with vaccines? Uh,
1: Not exactly uh, because you are already being exposed, the human body is being exposed to millions of antigens every day. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it is not anything which is foreign to the body is antigen. So it is not exactly that you are getting, but you are getting immunized. Mm -hmm. So you are getting protected uh, as the antigen is being introduced and particularly vaccines they are attenuated uh, uh, strains. Mm. So when they are given to the body, they do not produce disease. However, they produce the protective mechanism, the defense mechanism, the antibodies inside the body. So when the organism attacks in full strength, then the body is there to protect it. Correct. Correct.
0: So I have one last question on vaccines and that's about India. Right. What is the reason that millions of children... In our country still don't have access to a full vaccination, vaccination schedule.
1: Yes, this is exactly what I was sharing with you that one-third of the children today probably are not fully vaccinated, have, not fully vaccinated yeah. because there are several uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. You know one is uh, lack of education and lack of awareness in the parents mind. So they don't go to the vaccination clinics to get their children uh, vaccinated or protected. Uh, And also there are some myths and beliefs Mm. which are very strongly prevailing in some parts of the country, Mm. Uh, not only in India, but also world over. And uh, people hesitate to take their children, especially the boys, for vaccination, for fear of, Mm. uh, you know, several things. So therefore, uh, you know, the vaccination rate comes down. In Mm. fact, they hide their children when the vaccinators are going home to home to deliver Mm. even polio vaccine. Uh, Another challenge is uh, uh, the main challenge which I would say is also the difficulty to reach certain Mm -hmm. terrains because they are very difficult to reach and there are in certain parts of the world hostilities which are going on. So it becomes again uh, a challenge for the immunization team Mm -hmm. to reach there. Mm -hmm. So these are being uh, already being addressed Mm -hmm. and attended uh, including uh, by UNICEF and by Gavi and WHO, yeah. se- several organizations are okay. working. So
0: I've got, I'm now going to ask you one last question. You know, in certain parts of the developed world, say California, or some countries in Europe, there is a movement against vaccination. Why is this happening?
1: Well, you are referring to the anti-vaccine lobby, okay. and uh, yes, this has been. A, this is not a new phenomena. In okay. fact, uh, this started somewhere in end of 19th century. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yes, and the beginning of 20th century, in England, when they had uh, launched, they had uh, the government had mandated smallpox vaccination, and there were several uh, lobby, several uh, work groups which came against the vaccination drive. Okay so the fear is that they think that this can lead to idiopathic diseases Uh, idiopathic basically means where the cause is not known Mm. and they were of the belief that the vaccines are very temporary and this is against the realm of uh, the universe Mm. that you should not vaccinate this is against the human beings that you should not vaccinate Mm. and they're very strongly lobbying these things and now with the advent of internet and particularly uh, you know web 2.0 uh, which has uh, a free access to everybody mm-hmm. so and it is interactive so people uh, particularly the anti-vaccine uh, uh, lobbies they are uh, giving a lot of uh, propaganda okay. on that and uh, the, there is a shift I would say there is a uh, shift from the doctor to the patient That they are taking the decision whether to vaccinate or no. And this is, I think, a a dangerous trend which should be avoided.
0: So, Rajendra, a few questions for you personally now. Yes. You know, uh, OSA, after such an amazing career, and you did mention you have had mentors, um, what have been some of your learnings from some of your mentors?
1: in fact, I have been very fortunate, very lucky to uh, have worked with the, some of the luminaries in the industry, including uh, uh, Mr. deshbandhu Gupta, DB Gupta, yeah. we used to call him DBG, who yeah. was Chairman and Managing Director of Lupin yeah. Laboratories. So I started my career with Lupin and I was very fortunate to have been selected by him personally. And then I worked with them for 16 years. And thereafter, again, I had an opportunity to work with the legendary like Bhai Singh.
0: So what have been some of your
1: learnings? From yes, uh, as I said earlier, one is the devotion to, to the, the work that you are doing. Whatever you're doing, you have to do, you have to put your Correct. 100%, 100% Correct. into that. And uh, secondly, the meticulous part of it that when you are doing something, not only that you give 100%, but do it in, in a uh, very accurate way. Correct. So uh, I I would say that uh, one of my mentor has uh, really brought in uh, uh, you know the fearlessness into me and also uh, the decision-taking abilities. So we are able to discern between what is good and bad and can take uh, a uh, call accordingly. Wonderful. So you know hearing you you
0: had such an amazing career what would be according to you would be the secret of your success?
1: Uh, I would say there are three points which I personally feel is very important from my perspective for my career. One is the passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am very passionate about my job. Uh, then I, I would say the dedication. I'm totally devoted, and this is what I learned from somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the third thing I would say is that uh, I am a strong decision maker. Okay. Okay.
0: No, no uh, daily dallying about it. No daily
1: dallying. Uh, the white and the black. There are no grey areas. Wonderful. That's very well said. So, you
0: know, my next question to you is on failure. Um, we people in India don't teach our children that it's okay to fail. Right? So, therefore, everyone is always got to first on a sub आगे etc., etc. And yet, we fail all the time. What have been some of your learnings?
1: from some of your mistakes
0: or your failures?
1: Uh, I'll start uh, with uh, yesterday's instance. Mm -hmm. Uh, My grandchild who is uh, going to be four years next Mm -hmm. month, uh, he had uh, to go for a race. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a one kilometer race. Mm -hmm. And this was his first race of his life. So he was saying, Nanu, what happens if I fail? So I told him, I said, it's part of the game. You are entering the game and failure is part of that. So it's okay. Right. I mean, just sportsman spirit has to be there. So, so he was happy and he participated and got the finisher award. So just to come back to, hmm. uh, you know, I, I have frankly not faced a very major failure in my life. Uh, I've been very fortunate, but yes, I've committed several mistakes right. in, in life and uh, one of the areas where uh, when i was an area manager that time i was given a very high dose by my boss and i went into a shell Mm -hmm. complete shell and then um, you know i became very scared so at that time i got hold of a book which i read when i was traveling from uh, Dawangiri to Bangalore Mm -hmm. in a bus and i read the book through Uh, and then i tried to change or transform my personality uh, over a period of time and then I was a completely changed person uh, to the extent that uh, some of my colleagues before entering my cabin they used to ask my uh, assistant uh, what is the temperature in the room. Mm-hmm. So you know it was a complete uh, uh, transformation. Okay. Very, Very wonderful.
0: wonderful. So I only have two more questions for you. Um, do you, as you said, you never had a failure, and so but do you have any regrets?
1: Absolutely no regrets. Okay, I have lived life king size, and uh, I'm very happy. Uh, uh, what I have done, I have been very fortunate from the family front and also from the professional front so far. So now I personally feel it is my time to pay back to the society and do something for the underprivileged. So,
0: my last question to you, and this would be again for thousands of people will be listening to you and Miss chat. What would your advice be to a young 20, 21 year old, starting out his
1: or her career um, and looking at you and saying, look where he has reached. Uh, well, I think, uh, uh, you know, I have been interviewing thousands of people in my career and uh, Of course, when I interview, it is not just an interview, but I also give them some um, uh, piece of advice. Correct. Whether they take it or not, that's up to them, but uh, certainly. And three things I would like to definitely say that first, as I said, I uh, built into my career was to give 100% of what you do. So whatever you want to do in life, you should give your 100% to that and not half-hearted approaches. Second, one has to develop because Today, you have to develop analytical skills. You have to develop what you call IT skills because today you're moving to the digital world. So, IT skills are very, very important and one is the communication skills. I think these are three things which the youngsters have to definitely uh, adopt and learn because they have to become industry ready and there is a tremendous difference between academia, what they are teaching you and what the industry requirements are. Correct. So to fulfill that and to become a successful professional, I'm sure these things would help them. Wonderful. So that means give you
0: a hundred percent, have analytical skills and have communications. Exactly. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Anindha. It's been an absolute honor and pleasure speaking to you.
1: Thank I am you honored for, to be invited for this forum thank and you. thank you so much for the kind and Wonderful.
0: And wish you lots and lots of success in the years ahead. Thank you for listening to the Brand Called You podcast. Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Simply search for
1: The Brand Called You. Thank you and see you next week.